Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and we are gathered here tonight for a little Jeopardy hot seat head to head. I have got legitimately two of the, the the most fun people in the entire world to talk to. Two of my favorite people. Let's go ahead, let's meet them. First up, we're going to head on up to the Chicagoland area. Uh, one half of the Frenemy Trivia podcast. My good friend, Brittany Shaw. Brittany, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? Hey, Chris. I am doing great. Uh, the work week is finally over, and that is something to celebrate. I am nervous about this, but I'm very excited. Um, as far as what I am drinking, I went to Skeleton Key Brewery last night for Tringo through Liquid Courage, and they had a beer that sounded fascinating to me. It's called uh, Sodage. And it is a whip beer infused with chrysanthemum, fresh, fresh sage, and orange peel, Ooh. which I had never heard of chrysanthemum in a beer before, but it was delicious. So I picked up some for the podcast because I knew I was doing this tonight. So that's what I'm drinking. You rushed the two-step pop there, but it still sounded great. Yeah. Sometimes I can nail it and sometimes I can fail it. So. <laughs> Well, uh, you both nailed your Jeopardy audition quizzes and your personality tests. Let's head on up to Connecticut, my home state, the birthplace of me. Scott Brill, my friend, how are you doing, sir, and what are you drinking? Well, I'm doing just fine. Uh, uh, things are good, I agree. A nice end of a work week, and uh, we're taping this. And uh, uh, So as uh, many of your listeners who even care to know me at all, um, I, I am still a teetotaler. I have... I've gone into the depths of some drinking on some of the past games, but not tonight. So um, it's my favorite Pepsi Cola hitting the spot. But in my official, as I always do, my Abbott and Costello, who's on first official uh, souvenir glass, which is yes. uh, my prized possession. Uh, my father and I bonded over Abbott and Costello my whole life. So that's really important to me. But so I don't know if it's an unfair advantage that um, Brittany's got beer and I've got Pepsi, but I don't mm -hmm. think it really matters because I think uh, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm no. also scared too, by the way. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think it matters, to be honest. <laughs> this is going to be a great guy. And, and I know the viewers can't see, but I am wearing a tank top in honor of our friend Tim. Uh, uh, just, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because he's just, uh, he's, he's awesome. And I know he's the host with Brittany of Frenemies, and it's oh, yeah. been, I've been my good pleasure to be on a couple episodes of that. I just love it, and I can't wait to be on another one. I can't wait for season two. Actually, I can't wait for season one to wrap up. I can't wait to crown our, our Frenemy. Oh, I think it's going to be fascinating. Yeah. Champion. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to be fun. I've heard some spoilers that I'm not going to mention here, but uh, it's, from what I hear, a very, very fun, fun game. Well, speaking of a fun game, I think I've got one here for you tonight. Uh, we're going to start with our, it's going to be a standard hot seat head to head game, uh, Brittany versus Scott. We're going to start with our pregame pregame is 10 questions. It's a, this or that type of scenario. Uh, so really 50, 50, 50 chance of getting it right. Scott, being that you are the one that has been, been on the show the fewest amount of times, do you want to go first or second in the pregame? Oh boy. Um, I should mention your category is us geography. Oh, for the love of goodness. Come on, Chris. Oh, oh boy. I will go first. <laughs> I love the confidence on that. Actor. Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Go ahead. Thespian. Thespian. Acting. Acting. All right, Scott, you're going to go first. Uh, here's yes. how your pregame is going to go. Uh -oh. I am going to give you the capital city in a state. 
I am then going to give you two other capital cities. All you have to do is tell me which one is closest city center to city center. What? I'm going to give you one capital city, one state capital. Mm -hmm. Yes. I am then going to give you two other state capitals. And you have to tell me which of those two that I give you is closest to the first. So to the first state capital that you mentioned. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. No idea. Go ahead. And is it? As the crow flies or like As drive time? Okay, cool. Okay. And I will mention this is city center to city center. Oh, for goodness sakes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Can I go second? No, okay, I'm first. I'll go. <laughs> Can I go last? Can I go not at all? <laughs> hey, I can win by forfeit. That's, That's right, by forfeit. <laughs> Five to zero. Well, for we're off to the races. In this episode. Right. <laughs> all right, good luck. Here we I think we have an equal shot at this, Brittany. I really do. We shall see. Yeah, it's gonna be like that. I guess it's time for me to pick up my drink. Oh yeah, yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, I got a bottle kill tonight. Yeah, that Uh, was. I killed. I recorded last night with Tim and Jeremy, and I Mm -hmm. killed a bottle last night of James E. Pepper, seventeen seventy six bourbon. But I killed that as a Manhattan because it's a really good mixing bourbon. It's actually pretty good straight too. But this is one I don't dare mix. This is an old Forester single barrel. Comes in at 90 proof. It's a private barrel from the New Tampa Liquor and Cigar Company here in Tampa, Florida. Uh, this here has been one of my favorite bottles I've ever bought. Didn't even buy it. It was a gift from a friend. It's a great bottle. This bottle sold out at the store in the first day. Wow. So it's gone now. That bottle is gone. I will never wow. have it again. There's only a little bit left. There's only about, about two ounces left. So I'm going to milk this and make it worth my while but how many bottles have you killed when i've been on an episode like i'm starting to worry that i'm problematic for your liver uh podcasting is problematic for my liver. <laughs> it's a good thing we're adding a fourth show he's stalling, oh, yeah. he's stalling before he asks us these scott oh, we're gonna jump right in here ah! Okay. You got this, Scott. Uh-huh. I'm for you. Yeah, all right. Your yeah. state capital is Pierre, South Dakota. Pierre, South Dakota. Wow. Which state capital is closer oh, to Pierre? Is it Bismarck, North Dakota, or St. Paul, Minnesota? I'm going to say St. Paul. Unfortunately not. Uh, St. Paul's 357 miles away. Bismarck's 171. Okay. Brittany... Your state is Salem, Oregon. Is it Boise, Idaho, or Olympia, Washington? Uh, well, I think Salem is pretty far down in the state. But Boise, you kind of have to cross the... I'm going to say Olympia. Olympia, 145 miles. Boise, 350. Olympia is a correct answer. Brittany's on the board. Scott, we're going back to you, and we're going to a city that I spent a little over four years of my life in. Okay. Your city is Tallahassee, Florida. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. Is it Atlanta, Georgia, or Montgomery, Alabama? How about Montgomery? Montgomery is 179 miles away. Atlanta, 229. Montgomery is correct. I knew they were close. Brittany, for you, we're going to stay in the south. You get Little Rock, Arkansas. Cool. Which of these is closer? Is it Jackson, Mississippi, or Jefferson City, Missouri? Oh, boy. Okay. Um, okay, so I know Arkansas, if you go through Memphis, you go to Arkansas. So I'm going to say Jackson, Mississippi. 
Jackson, Mississippi is 208 miles away. Jefferson City, 265. Jackson oh, City. they were that Jackson. was that good for you. That, that was close. close. They was close. Yeah. But Jackson, Mississippi is the correct answer. Scott, we're going to you. Um, I'm glad that you picked odds here because your city is Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, okay. You've been there? A few times. Just drove through it the other day. Well, which one of these capitals is closest, Albany, New York, or Providence, Rhode Island? Wow. Um, I'm going to say Providence. So Albany is only 83 miles away. You're kidding. Providence is 65. Providence. Oh, 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 my God. <laughs> If I got that wrong, <laughs> it would, it would oh. be really awkward if you got. Boy, you're a scary answer giver. Let me just tell you. Okay, it would be really awkward if you get your home state wrong. Yeah, and if you ask me literature questions later, and the librarian gets it wrong, that's going to be bad too. Mm-hmm. Well, Brittany is getting her home, Springfield, Illinois. Okay. Okay. Brittany, which city is closer, Des Moines, Iowa, or Indianapolis, Indiana? Okay. Boy. So. Illinois is not my home state. I've lived here for about two years. That's where you're I, at now. Yeah, I've been to Springfield. And I used to live in Iowa. And Did I you know visit the Simpsons? <laughs> I feel like it sometimes. Yes. So Des Moines, Des Moines was about a two and a half hour drive from where I lived in Iowa. I'm going to say Indianapolis. I couldn't tell if you were answering the question or if you were doing some old school. <laughs> I was mentally drawing a map. Like, le- yeah. like, cause it was about two and a half hours from where I lived in Iowa to Des Moines, but it was also about two and a half hours to Chicago. And it's about three hours from Chicago down to Springfield. So I was trying to do like a hypotenuse between them. Okay. Okay. What's the answer? Yeah. Des Moines is 242 miles. Indianapolis, 185. Indianapolis oh. is correct. Very good. Scott, we're going over to you. Mm-hmm. You're getting your city is Austin, Texas. Which one's closer? Baton Rouge, Louisiana, or Oklahoma City, Oklahoma? Oh boy. Jeez, where is Austin in the state? It's uh, um I'm gonna go with Baton Rouge. Uh Baton Rouge is three hundred and ninety one miles away. Uh, Oklahoma City three sixty. Unfortunately, Oklahoma City was the ah, all right, Brittany, you're getting Denver, Colorado. Okay. Which one of these cities is closer, Cheyenne, Wyoming, or Santa Fe, New Mexico? Hmm. Okay. I'm trying to draw hypotenuses again in my head, but I've never been to these states, so that's a little bit harder. Well, I've been in Denver once. Uh, She's going to beat I... me with geometry. I'm frightened. <laughs> Yeah, I know this is a geography round, but I'm using geometry. <laughs> I'm really scared that geology and geometry are geography. Yeah, geology. What am I saying? <laughs> geology, geography, Ge- geometry. They're all Something involved geo. somehow. Yeah. Are there stones the involved? Geo- What's happening? Um, I think Cheyenne is closer to Denver. Uh, Cheyenne is 97 miles away from Denver. Santa Fe, 284. Cheyenne is correct. All right. Scott, we're going to you next. Your city is Frankfort, Kentucky. Which capital is closer? Charleston, West Virginia, or Nashville, Tennessee? Wow. Again, I, 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 I've actually been to some of these places. Um, gosh, golly. How about uh, oh, West Virginia? How about Charleston? 
No, you are a John Denver fan. Uh, Charleston, West Virginia, 175.8 miles away. I added the point in there because Nashville's 175.4 city center to city. <laughs> oh my God. That is so. I'm sorry. That Okay. That's just rude. I, that's... Well, let, oh, hold on. Hold on. Like hundreds of miles something away from each other. Coming. Hers are hundreds of miles away. Mine are like feet from each other. I mean, what? Come on. Come on. Okay. This my first one was like I'm 390 sorry, like and 360. So it's. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's. Point two mm-hmm. miles. Your city is Honolulu, Hawaii. <laughs> Not close <laughs> to anything. <laughs> I like this. Which of these are closer? Is it Montpelier, Vermont, or Raleigh, North Carolina? <laughs> really challenging my geometry skills, my geography skills, and probably my geology, geology skills, skills at this point. <laughs> um. There's volcanoes on Hawaii, so we've got our geology connection. That's right. Um, so Honolulu is on the big island, I think. Maybe, or one of the big islands. Not the big, big one, but one of the big ones. I don't know. I'm bad. <laughs> on an island. This. So it is it's on, on an, an island. island in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> that is true. And it's really far from both of these. Vermont is like up here somewhere, and North Carolina is way over here. But Raleigh is like a little bit meh, more into it. So, in honor of Jeff Woodhead, I'm going to say sorry about Margaret Atwood and pick Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, well, Montpelier, Vermont is 4,977 miles away. Raleigh, 4,786. Raleigh is a correct answer. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Brittany Jeff Woodhead. Swept for- her way through the pregame. <laughs> mm-hmm. and well, I've wasted all of my luck and gonna, knowledge. Are you going to give me Juno? What are you giving me? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're out of the pregame. We're going into hot seat round. That one. was the end of I, that, that was, the that was five. That yeah, was five each. The oh, they only get one. You got two. You got two. You got two. The current scores are five to two. Uh huh. Scott, because you are trailing, going into hot seat round one. The choice is yours, my friend. Do you want to go first or <laughs> second in hot seat round one? I, I oh boy, I, uh, it's a tough thing. I, I'll 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 go second. That means Brittany is going first. I have got 15 minutes on the clock. Brittany, your time will begin after I read your first question. Are you ready? Yes. And good luck, Scott. Good luck to you. Absolutely. Here we go. In 1974, President Ford appointed historian Daniel J. Burston to which government position? Uh, That's Daniel J. Borston, B-O-O-R-S-T-I-N. You said he was a historian? Historian Daniel J. Borston. Um, Head archivist of the Library of Congress. I don't know if that's a position or not. Uh, It's actually the head librarian of the Library of Congress. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Sorry, Scott. Cannot give that to you because he's. I know it's a specific title. We're going. I was going to say chief librarian, but that (laughs) didn't feel like a position either. Well, Scott, somnambulating. S O N. Sorry, S O M N A M B U L A T I N G is a fancy term for what nighttime activity? Sleepwalking. (laughs) Sleepwalking is correct. Brittany, we're going over to you. 
hopefully you paid attention to the critical flop that was B-movie. In the movie, how many wings does a bee have? Well, if they followed scientific accuracy... (laughs) And geology, geometry, and geography. (laughs) And zoology. I was hoping this was going to be a thing about do you like jazz? Because that's about all I know from the bee movie. That he was a lawyer at some point. Bee was a lawyer? I think the bee has four wings. The bee did have four wings. That is cool. All right, Scott, moving over to you. Which celebrity theater has handprints, footprints, and signatures embedded in the concrete located across its forecourt? I have a picture of me sitting next to Judy Garland and Jack Benny in front of Grauman's Chinese Theater. It's had many different names, but that's kind of what it's most known as. That is correct. Grauman's Chinese Theater is what we're looking for. Brittany, over to you. What European aerospace company makes the A320 and the Beluga line of airplanes? Aer Lingus. Uh, That's an airline. We're looking for the company Airbus. Oh. Scott. That was a style of plane. Enriched flour is a flour that has all but which of the following added to it? Citric acid, riboflavin, or folic acid? What? Say, please, I'm, I'm sorry. Please say that again. <laughs> I, I, I got tripped up by enriched flour. I was like, what are you asking me? Go ahead. Enriched flour is a flour that has all but which of the following oh. added to it. So it has two of these added to it. Which one does not get added to enriched flour? Okay. Citric acid, riboflavin, or folic acid? Citric acid? Citric acid's a correct answer. Oh, God. Say riboflavin and folic are both B vitamins. Citric oh, right. Acid isn't, right. So. And isn't, right. Yeah, that's, I think, what my brain was thinking. Brittany, in which European country would you find the Reich Museum in the same city as the Vincent van Gogh Museum? Um, they were both Dutch, so I think it's going to be in the Netherlands somewhere. What's in the Netherlands? What? That the world? Oh, you wanted the country, the Netherlands. Don't give her any. What are you doing? Don't. What do you? Don't say anything. (laughs) Why are you talking? (laughs) It's my show. I'll talk if I want to. No, not when you're giving a trivia question. I'll talk if I want to. Scott, we're over to you. Which let, office staple was? Well, what did she? What, what did she answer? Did she answer the? The right Netherlands. Answer? That's what I said. Oh, that was the. I thought you wanted yeah. the city. No, the country. Right. Oh, yeah, the, country. the country. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. yeah. She had said that's Netherlands. Why, that's why you stopped me when I said I, the country. I, I honestly thought I heard you say the city, but okay, yeah. Uh, so I, I did say it's in the same city as Vincent van, the Vincent van Gogh Museum, but I was looking for the country when. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm sorry. Yeah. I knew city I, was. I'm sorry. Keep moving on. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'll just clean the wax out of my ears, and we'll go on. Which office staple was invented by Art Fry in 1974 because he was tired of his bookmarks bookmarks slipping out of his hymnal at church? If you want to reread, I can provide that. Yeah, please. Yeah. Which office staple was invented by Art Fry in 1974 because he was tired of his bookmarks slipping out of his hymnal at church? Could he possibly have invented? um, I know they have different names. um, What's the original thing called? Post-it notes? Post-it notes is a correct answer. Brittany, which of these is the name of a popular brand of electric-powered mobility scooters? Is it the Booty Scooty, the Rascal, or the Menace? 
that this is a real thing. Okay, um, I'm going to say the rascal. The rascal is correct. <laughs> but I think Brittany and I, we should, the booty scooty should, we should patent that, market that, and move on. All right, Scott, within one either way, how many years was David Cameron the UK's prime minister? Wow. It was a while. I think it's longer than we think it was. Um, I'm going to, well, a term is like six years and that might be, I'm going to say six. Six is correct on the nose. Nicely wow. done. Oh, Didn't even need the one either way. Brittany, according to legend, Swiss folk hero William Tell was an expert with what weapon that the walking dead has proved has a place in a zombie apocalypse. Uh, I know he used archery skills, but I didn't think the crossbow was invented yet. I'm just say a bow, an arrow. I have crossbow as my answer. I will okay. find that and we will research it at half. Okay. Like back. I'd say crossbow with the walking dead, but I didn't think crossbows existed at the time of William Tell. So I, they I think they've existed even lo- a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll go back and we'll double check. We're going back over. No need. Just don't give it to me. It's fine. I changed my answer. Now a household name. Who published the American Dictionary on the English language back in 1828? Webster. Webster. No Webster's are correct. No Webster. Mm -hmm. Brittany, which SNL alum was the target of a Jimmy Kimmel mean tweet that joked, I'm glad he was shot in Zombieland? Oh, Bill Murray? Bill Murray is a correct answer. Scott, which British actor played Batman in the 2022 reboot directed by Matt Reeves? That would be Christian Bale. Uh, no, the oh, no. Oh. reboot was Robert Pattinson. Oh, shoot. See, I'm, I'm the superheroes get me all confused. But Christian Bale's English. Mm-hmm. Uh, Welsh. Yes. <laughs> sorry, I know. He might be Welsh. I think yeah. Welsh, He's whatever he is. UK. Oh, sorry. See, right, superheroes Britain, got me in the ass again. <laughs> I think we now have the uh, we have the title for the episode. We do. Uh, but in 2010, Oprah hosted a reunion special for The Color Purple, in which she talked about playing what role? She Seely? No, she was Sophia. No, Whoopi Goldberg was Seely. Yep. Gotcha. Scott, in math, what two letters are used to identify the horizontal and vertical axes on a graph? Axis. X, X and Y. X and Y are correct. Brittany. Geometry. <laughs> Math is coming at us. My ninth grade geometry teacher will be thrilled that I got there. And algebra Brittany, which historic event took place in Weehawken, New Jersey on July 11th, 1804? Uh, the duel between Burr and Hamilton. Hamilton Burr duel is correct. Very good. Scott. Weehawken. Don't. Weapons. Perhaps. Perhaps Gil Grissom knows this. From a Latin word meaning before the forum, what word means the science of crime scene investigation? I want to say a word. <laughs> Could, pl- please say it again. Yep. Perhaps Gil Grissom knows this. From CSI, yes. From a Latin word meaning before the forum. What before the word? forum? Is that what you're saying to me? Before the forum. Before the forum. Okay. What word means the science of crime scene investigation? Yeah, I think it's got to be. Is it forensics? 
It is forensic. Oh, I thank God. I, the form confused me because I, I didn't think four and four would be in the same thing. So I, I hesitated, but I was right. Brittany, in golf, what is it called when a player gets one stroke over par on a hole? Over par is a bogey. That is a bogey. All right, Scott, which singer fronted the 1970s pop group? Oh, my God. Shawaddy Waddy. Could you even spell that? S-H-O-W-A-D-D-Y-W-A-D-D-Y. What did you want for this again? We're looking for the singer who was the front man. What the singer who was the front man? I I have no I've never heard of him. I I don't know and that's my era but I have no idea what we're even talking about right now. Uh, that is a uh, David Bartram. Good for him. All right, and Brittany, we're over to you. Familiar to Night Owls, what infomercial guru do we have to thank for the Vegematic and the Pocket Fisherman? I should know his name. It's like Ken something, I think, but I don't got it. I don't have it. Uh, I think you're thinking of the guy with the slap chop. Can I guess? Uh, yeah, go ahead for no points. It, I, I believe it's Ron Papil. Ron Papil. Is it is Ron Papil. Yep. Scott, That's we're it. going over to you. Mm-hmm. Olympic gold medals are made mostly of which metal? Gold, silver, or iron? Well, it depends because every country makes them slightly differently, but I'm going to say... Are they made of iron? Uh, silver is the answer I have, but I will add that to one we will come back to at okay. halftime and mm-hmm. validate. All right. Brittany, by definition, a supermax is an extremely high security what? Prison facility? Uh, prison facility, I will take, yes. Scott, what Russian revolutionist and rival to Joseph Stalin said, you may not be interested in war, but war is interested in you? How about Leon Trotsky? Leon Trotsky is a correct answer. Brittany. In what country did the Renaissance originate? I don't think they sing it in the song, uh, but I'm going to say Italy. Italy is correct, and if I give you points for singing something rotten, I would. (laughs) (laughs) It's an amazing I I haven't seen it, but I've listened to the soundtrack several times. There you go. All right. Scott, what technology executive began the quote-unquote lean-in movement after writing a book by the same name? What technology? We're looking for the technology executive who began the lean in movement. I I, I don't know. It'd be Sheryl Sandberg. Ah, mm -hmm. Brittany, the title of a famous show tune from the 1949 musical South Pacific, Bali High is a what? Is it just a greeting? Uh, No. Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, for no point. It's an island. It is an island. No, uh, far, the island, island. Uh, like a forbidden island they can go, can't go to. Scott, we're going over to you. Crocodiles are well known for keeping their jaws open even while sleeping, largely because they lack what type of gland? What type of gland? Correct. They lack the gland, so they leave their mouths open. They lack the gland of, I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry. No, I have no idea. Brittany for no points. I have a guess of salivary gland. Oh, of course. Oh, my God. It's not, they actually oh, lack, it's not the answer. Oh, okay. They lack sweat glands. 
Oh, that makes sense. Because that does make sense, but I would not have gotten that. All right, Brittany. What Lady Gaga song features the memorable refrain? Ra ah 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 ah, Roma Roma ma, Guga ula la. On your bad romance. Romance. Bad Bad romance. I'll even sing it with her because I'll give you. Even if you didn't know that, we're gonna get to give you that. (laughs) It's my favorite Lady Gaga song, by the way. Our time is up. We've got one last question for you. Oh, shoot. Here is your last question of Hot Seat Round 1. Which of these movies is actually a biopic of John Lennon? Is it I'm Not There, Love and Mercy, or Nowhere Boy? I think it's Nowhere Boy. Nowhere Boy is a correct answer. I would have called his biopic, Oh No. (laughs) (laughs) Are you proud of that joke? Because you should be. (laughs) I'm mostly usually proud of my jokes. All right. So we've concluded our research. So the crossbow does date back to roughly 650 BCE in China. And William Tell did use a crossbow. So we're Brittany, you're not getting the point there. The question tying back that Scott had tying back to the metal used to make most of the Olympic gold medals. It probably is silver, isn't it? It is silver with roughly 92.5%. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that, okay. Gotcha. Oh, so there's sterling silver medals then. There's silver, and I guess they do it like a gold plate over it. Is that probably what it is? Yeah, they gold plate Mm -hmm. the medals. I just thought they were probably really cheap and went iron, but they're not. Do you think they silver plate the silver medals, or do they just leave them unplated? It's a very good question. I honestly don't know. I'm an Olympic nut. You would think I would have been all over that question. I I don't, I'm surprised I didn't know that. I do know that different countries do different things. For example, when they won in Albertville, France, half the medal was actually uh, like Lalique, um, hmm. um, um, you know, um, crystal. Um, and then the rest of it was the that tracks metal. The metal, metal. That yeah. tracks. But Chris, I guess whatever was, I guess whatever was the gold Olympic part space. of it was, yeah, was really <laughs> Uh, you, you just be happy because it was going to be name the name five of the sports that were just added to the Olympics for 2028. But <gasps> I did not go there. Thank you. And one of them is breakdancing. Is it? Really? It is. No, I'm not even kidding. So flag football, baseball, and softball are on there as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. But breakdancing right. is one of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Heading into halftime, Brittany has maintained a slight lead. It's currently 14 to 12. Scott did pick up one extra point there. And all this changes a little bit with our halftime round. Your halftime is going to be a matching game. I love the matching game because it does allow us to have just a little bit of uh, more fun because you get to squirm a little bit. Does Britney Spears, is she Brett Summers and I'm Charles Nelson Riley? Is that kind of match game? No. Not that kind of match game. Mm. Damn. No. <laughs> your, your oh, how hilarious. Is all science related. Oh, for goodness sakes. What are you, Brittany, a scientist? Is that what you do for a living? (laughs) I work in insurance for a living. Oh, okay, okay. I am going to give you a list in alphabetical order of the five most common elements in the Earth's crust. (laughs) You're going to tell me in order of most to least readily available, or not readily available, uh, common, most common to least common, you're going to put them in that order. So what is first, second, third, fourth, and fifth most and least common or most common? Okay. Does that make sense? I, I Sort of. You're giving us five You're giving elements. us in alphabetical Four order, elements? you say? You're five. So I'm going to give you a list of five elements. Yeah. Those okay. five elements are, they do comprise the top five most 
abundantly available elements in the Earth's crust. Okay. okay. You need to put them in order of most to least prevalent in the Earth's crust. These okay. are the top five, though. So this is according to a scientific study posted on the World Economic Forum. And I did double validate this against a couple of other scientific scientific articles, but I did not write down what they were. But this is what I have. So we're going with it. Your five are, in alphabetical order, aluminum, calcium, iron, oxygen, and silicone. Again, that's aluminum or aluminium for our British uh-huh, For our British people. Calcium, iron, oxygen, and silicone. Hi, I'm Jay, host of the new podcast, Verboten. I'm Brittany, one half of the team behind Frenemy Trivia. And I'm Jeremy, the newest member of the Pub Trivia Experience podcast. And we're coming together today to tell you that this show is sponsored by Critical Grind Board Game Cafe. Critical Grind holds a special place in all three of our hearts. It's a wonderful place to get together with old friends or make some new ones. Whether you're after one of their mini fantastic coffee drinks or one of their signature toasts, Critical Grind's got you covered. With an enormous library of tabletop games available, it's a fantastic place to unwind and celebrate your inner nerd. Critical Grind is a recognized gaming safe space, which means you can truly be yourself there. Critical Grind was recently voted Best in Family Recreation for 2023 in its area. And with their new expansion, there's even more fun to come in the future. So check them out near the intersection of Black Road and Route 59 in Shorewood, Illinois. Or if you're not local, find out more about them anyway at linktree.com slash critical grind. Either way, tell Dana and Sean we say hi. Critical Grind Board Game Cafe. Life is short. Play more games. Proud supporters of the PTE Network. And vice versa. All right, our answers are locked in. What did, Brittany, what did you have as your, your, First most abundant element. Oxygen. Scott, what did you have? I had oxygen. Oxygen is correct. 46.1%. Number two. Scott, what did you have for number two? Well, I put silicon. Brittany. I had oxygen and silicon both written as the top two before you gave us the list. So I also put silicon. Silicon is a correct answer. Silicon locks in at 28%. Oh, wow. So you both are two for two. Brittany, what did you have for number three? This is where I was between two. I ended up going with iron. Scott, what did you say? Just, I think that's what I was hemming and hawing on. I, but I went with aluminum for some reason. <laughs> Aluminium, as my mother would mm-hmm. say. So aluminium is a correct answer. Or shade oh, of you're kidding percent. me. I really, when she said iron just now, I thought that yeah, was. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I had it aluminum originally, and those are the two I swapped at the end. So. All right, Scott, what did you have for number four? I next had iron. And that would mean you had what at number five? Uh, calcium as the bottom. Brittany, what was your four and your five? Uh, well, I had aluminum at number four and calcium at number five. Aluminum, uh, uh, sorry, iron and then calcium is correct. Iron, 5.6%. Calcium, a shade over 4%. Scott, you just aced the halftime round. Nicely done. Well done. Geology. 
dark. <laughs> wow. You were yeah, really, I, uh, how did we know? No, that I, this, I no. had, so when Chris said what it was, I wrote down oxygen, silicon, yep. and then I wrote aluminum. And then he said iron and I second guessed it. Well, you know, it's funny. And I Brittany, swapped iron at the last second. I originally, I originally in my mind thought oxygen, iron. I don't know. I just thought there's got to be a mm-hmm. lot of iron because there was the Iron Age and all that. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, no, there isn't a lot of iron. There, there just isn't mm-hmm. a lot of iron. And so there you go. Well, Scott, and silicon's in like every rock, right? Silica is like in every rock and every. Well, like sand is silicon dioxide. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Scott picking up all twenty points there. Brittany's picking up twelve. Uh, the scores have flip flopped a little bit. Scott's sitting at thirty-two. Brittany's at twenty-six points. All right, Brittany. Being that you are now in the uh, the second place seat. Do you want to go first or second in round two? Uh, well, considering I knew, I think I knew more of Scott's questions than my own in round one. I'm going to go second. Scott, you're going to go first. Your sir, your time will begin after I read your first question. Here we go. What is the easternmost U.S. state capital? It is. Um... It's either Maine or Florida. I'm going to go with Augusta, Maine. Augusta is correct. Florida is all the way in the left-hand side of the panhandle, so good mm-hmm. good job there. Brittany, the Haskell Opera House has its stage in Quebec, Canada, while most of its audience members sit in what state? Michigan. Uh, no, Vermont. Yep. Wrong thing. Scott, did you know that one? I did. Uh, going I knew yours. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. The fault line between New Zealand's North and South Island that separates the Australian and Pacific tectonic plates shares its name with which animated resident of Jellystone Park? Well, there's two. <laughs> it's either Boo Boo or Yogi. Um, Yogi? No, it's a boo boo fall. Uh, yeah, oh, make no shoot. mistake about oh, it. Oh, it was so obvious. Why did I not say boo-boo? Oh. Why didn't I go first? <laughs> oh, for goodness sakes, that was dumb. All right. You're good. Brittany, we're over to you. Squab, S-Q-U-A-B, is a name given to the young of which type of bird? Pigeon. It is a pigeon. Nicely done. Scott. Which treat was the indirect result of a failed attempt by its inventor to make synthetic rubber? Which treat? Which treat was an indirect result of a failed attempt by its inventor to make synthetic rubber? Wow. I would think this is obvious. Why don't I not know this? I'm I'm sorry. I don't. I have no idea. I don't know. The chewing gum. Chewing gum. Oh, of course. Oh, I'm a moron. (laughs) <laughs> why am i even on this show what's going on everyone out there was yelling there were people yelling chewing gum at the at their at their sets someone just wrecked their volvo yelling at you scott. someone just wrecked their volvo saying scott you should know it's chewing gum it's made of rubber all right Brittany, we're over to you what was the occupation of a chilean man named edison pena who was honored at graceland during the king's 76th birthday celebration was the occupation mm-hmm. of a Chilean man named Edison Pena, who was honored at Graceland during the King's 76th birthday celebration. I have no idea. I'm going to say guitarist. Is that an occupation? 
There's is it nothing. chewing gum? Is chewing gum the answer to this? I have, wow, I, I'm with you, Brittany. I have no what, idea what, what that is. What has Chile been in the news for a lot in the past 20 years? What, what has Chile been in the yeah. news about? Mining accidents. He was a miner. Oh, I don't watch the news. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, I was like, sea bass? I don't know, Patagonian toothpaste? Yeah, I should not have missed chewing gum, but we all would have. That was like, what was that? Okay, yeah, go, ahead. The go ahead. Give us and take it away, Scott. True or false, Antarctica is believed to have once been a tropical land with lush vegetation. Oh boy, when it was all one thing. Oh, I don't know. True. True is correct. Brittany, which beer markets itself as the king of beers? Oh, oh come on. I don't know. Question. Uh, I don't, Budweiser? I don't know. Yes. Right. <laughs> The only beer question I even know. My father's favorite beer. In which movie is the time machine a DeLorean sports car? Back to the future and all its little sequels. That is true. And I'm going to say this. We said this in that when we did the movie thing to this day, and it is my era. I have never seen back to the future. (laughs) I don't know how I missed this movie. That was the biggest thing when I was in college, but I've never seen it. It's one of my favorites. I know everything about it. Like, I know everything about it, but I've never actually sat and watched the thing. I have seen this movie. Yeah. But it is back to these slang terms is defined out West as a quote unquote urban Easterner who vacations on a ranch. I'm going to give you slang terms. You tell me which one is defined out West as an urban Easterner who vacations on a ranch, a slicker, an ombre, or a dude. I'm going to say a slicker. Uh, no, I, that's the trick right there with city slickers. It's actually a dude, hence the name oh, Dude Ranch. Yeah, I com- thought the dude was the name of the ranch hands. It, no, I think it's they call them Dude Ranches because dudes came and spent their holiday at well, them. Exactly. As, I, as 10-year-old me was fond with of their, saying. And they brought their crossbows. A dude <laughs> is the hair on an elephant's butt. So, hey, well, There you go. Scott, we're going over to you. In yes, what sir. blockbuster classic film... Yes. The character crawl inside of a slain tauntaun to keep from freezing. That would be uh, Luke Sky. Do you need a character? We're looking for the name of the movie. Of oh, the movie. Oh, goodness. Oh, okay. It's the second one. Um, a New Hope, and then it's got to be Return of the Jedi. No, that's no, it's the oh, it's, it's, it's Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Oh no, my god, I knew that. I do know this. Oh my god, I lived them. I watched them all when they happened. Oh my god, that was so dumb. Oh, I'm so glad someone else had a, a psycho Hitchcock moment. Oh, oh I just I did. Knew. Oh my god, that was terrible. Brittany, we're over to you. What was the name of the real gangster nicknamed Scarface? This man's seven year reign as a crime boss ended when he went to prison at the age of 33. I don't know. I know Al Pacino played him in the movie. Um, I think. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know anything. I should know this. Uh, his name was Tony Chicago. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> Can Robert I at least pick Niro. this one up? <laughs> yeah, Robert De Niro played in the movie, by the way. Go really? It's, it's, it's Al Capone, isn't it? Al Capone, yeah. Al Capone. No, Al Capone... Shit. The movie That's Scarface and Al Pacino. Pacino is in has nothing to do with Al Capone. <laughs> because I was like, oh, because it's Al Capone, and I always think it's Al Capone, but it, no, Al Capone it's was Al also called the movie. Scarface. But, but apparently have, it's not, and I was that right. The movie has should... nothing to do with Al Capone, right? <laughs> uh, that... Why did I go second? Wagyu beef famously comes from what island nation? 
I'm sorry, what? Wagyu beef. Could you please spell that? W-A-G-Y-U. W-A-G-Y-U. Famously called. Oh, Wagyu beef. Oh, I, I didn't know. I thought, I thought you said Wagyu B. I don't know what you were saying. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Say it again. Wagyu beef famously comes from what island nation? Oh, it's Japan. Japan's correct. Sorry. I didn't mean to waste so much time on that question. You're good. All right. Brittany, the street artist known as Banksy is originally associated with which British city? In, in London. Uh, Bristol. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, we're going back to you. Yep. Which Major League Baseball player spent his entire 14-year career with the New York Yankees without winning a championship? Not going to give me an era or anything like that. Um, wow. Uh, spent his entire 14-year career with the Yankees. Because it is a little vague because the Yankees have been around for a while, I will say it's in our lifetime. Okay. Without, uh, when the Yankees were kind of in a dry spell, I guess. Um, it would be a, I, it'd be a guess, but I know he's... Uh, no, I can't guess because I have... I'm sorry, I just don't know. It'd be uh, Donnie, Don Mattingly. Donnie oh, Mattingly okay. In baseball. Yeah, no, I, I would not have come up with that. All right, Brittany, a tramp stamp is a common slang term for a tattoo found where? Bonus point, what's yours? I don't have one. Okay. Lower back. Not showing you mine then. All right. Scott going right over Jay to you. Jay will show you hers. <laughs> Scott, what was the name of Treasury Secretary Alexander Hamilton's wife? Elizabeth Schuyler Hamilton. Pretty sure it's Schuyler. But I think it's Elizabeth Schuyler Hamilton. I have it as Eliza. I don't know her as. Oh, Elizabeth. it might be Eliza. Yeah, but we might want to look that up. Yeah, but I, 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 I will look that up. But I have it. As I, I think it is Eliza. Now that you say it, but uh, by the way, I would have also accepted Philippa Sue because if Leah and I ever get divorced, Philippa Sue, I am coming for you, even <laughs> though you're married now. Brittany, what rapper has the most streams on Spotify? Uh, rapper with the most. I mean, I can. Kind of think of three that might fit the bill. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, no, it's Drake. It's oh, Drake. it was not even one of the ones on my list. So, <laughs> Scott, going over to you, <laughs> which of the following is not an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical? Cats, Phantom of the Opera, or The Producers? The Producers, written by Mel Brooks and Thomas Meehan. That is a correct answer. Brittany, what is the name for the deep-fried dough sticks commonly found in Spain that people often dip into melted chocolate? Churros. Churros is correct. Very good. Right. What is the name of Salvador Dali's most famous painting with melting watches? Oh, watches. Uh, it, um, the something. The persistence of time. Oh, so no. What's it memory? Oh, of memory. memory. Oh, shoot. All right, Brittany, we're going over to you. A person who is fighting imaginary opponents is said to be tilting at a what? Windmill. Windmill is correct. Scott, what did humorist Dave Barry once call a, quote, medium-sized rural island that is slowly but steadily being consumed by sheep? Oh, that's slowly but steadily being consumed by sheep. A medium-sized rural rural island that is slowly but steadily being consumed by sheep. 
Well, because it's always... I'm going to... Is it New Zealand? Uh, no, wrong, wrong end. It's Ireland. Oh. Brittany, in the classic version of Monopoly, name the two utility companies. Uh, water and electric. I need you to be well, more specific. More specific. Waterworks and electric company? That is correct. Scott, which Broadway musical is based on a 2004 biography by historian Ron Chernow? <laughs> well, since I may have just missed his wife's name, it would be Hamilton, Hamilton which uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda was given on vacation and loved every page of it. Somehow Why you, did you, I go second? Questions in a row. Yes, Brittany, a Broadway musical for the Broadway guy. We're going to make this a little bit easier. A little, we're going to even this a little bit, Brittany. We're going to give you a theater question. Which, which iconic play did William Shakespeare write specifically for King James I? Though you could be cursed if you speak its name in a theater. Thankfully, I'm not in a theater. Macbeth. Macbeth is correct. All right. Scott, which American, American City's Major League Baseball team are named the Cardinals? St. Louis. St. Louis is correct. Brittany, which of these lines of a traditional wedding rhyme is the name of a 2011 romantic comedy starring Kate Hudson? Is it something new, something borrowed, or something blue? Something blue. Uh, no, it's something borrowed. Something borrowed, okay. yeah. Scott, which comedic magician has a daughter named Moxie Crime Fighter? <laughs> wow. Good for him. Um, uh, magician? Which well, comedic magician? Oh, and I've met him, too. I'm going to go with, is it, is it Penn Jillette? It is Penn Jillette. Oh, wow. Brittany? Mm-hmm. Larry Nance Sr. won the first NBA All-Star Slam Dunk Contest. In what decade did it happen? The 1970s. It was 1984. I would just like to point out, with the exception of the Yankees question, I have known every single one of Scott's questions. <laughs> and I chose to go second. <laughs> you picked it, yeah. All right, well, Scott, we're going to finish this up here um, because time did go up after Brittany gave her answer. You're each going to get one more. Okay. Scott, here's your question. Which Ivy League university is located in Ithaca, New York? Mythical Ithaca. Uh, that would be... Um, uh, hi. Uh, oh, what's an Ithaca? Is it Columbia? Uh, no, Ithaca's Cornell. Oh, Cornell. Shoot. Columbia, I think, is right in the city. It's in the yeah. city. I know Columbia's in the city. It's in every Woody Allen movie. What am I thinking? Brittany, your final question, which series of wars over the English throne inspired George R.R. R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire? The Wars of the Roses. War of the Roses, Chaucer's Tales, the brutal feudal system. I love the show Something Rotten. It's one of my favorite. I do, movies. too. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I love the soundtrack for it. Oh, you should see it. I mean, if there's a production of it, you should try to go. Yeah. There was apparently one two years ago, but I moved here after tickets uh, were yeah, on sale. I, so. I, it might come through Chicago again. So if you can, because it is it is entertaining. Very interesting. Well, you both picked up the same amount, but I've got to check one for Scott. So we're going to go ahead and take a brief pause while I validate Eliza Schuyler's name. It's Elizabeth. 
It is Elizabeth. Yep, you got there as soon as I did. So Scott will get the point. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, Brittany. It's not your fault. But I mean, it is kind of your I, fault. I am correct. It, it, they, but they called her Eliza. Is they that do right? call her Eliza. In, in, the, in the show, She I goes think. by Eliza, but okay. her full but name is Elizabeth. I think her name was Elizabeth. Hamilton. Yeah, I just kind of remember that from In fact, from her full name is Elizabeth Schuyler Hamilton. So. Yeah, Schuyler. I knew there was Schuyler in there. Sorry, somewhere. I should let Chris host his own show. No, one of the sh- one of the trivia nights I'm, or shows I'm working on for here on PTE is an all-Hamilton trivia episode that's going to bounce between... Historical fiction, historical facts, oh, and the musical, and the musical. So I'm looking forward to writing that. Mm-hmm. Who originated the role of King George? Jonathan Groff. He no. sure did. No, but I think he did on well, Broadway. I mean, he did no. it on Broadway, it, but uh, he wasn't. It was like not something borrowed. It was not something borrowed. The guy from uh, Christian Chris, Christian Bor- Bor- oh, Bor- Bor- one, other one. Oh, the, the other guy. Spotlight as well. Um, no idea. I was thinking Jonathan Groff, but you're right. There is somebody who originated in the in the original. He thing. did it in previews, and he left because he was yes starring role in something rotten. And mm-hmm. I can't think of his damn name right now. I'll think of it. Um, Utkarsh can't think of his last name at the moment. Who was just on Celebrity Jeopardy? He was the original um, Jefferson on, like in the workshop for Hamilton because oh, he uh-huh. and uh, he and Lin Manuel Miranda were friends. I somehow Darcy, yes, I kind of remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brian Darcy James was the that's who it oh, is. Yeah, that's who's it. wonderful? Who's now going to go back to Broadway? In does anybody know? I don't. What's he coming back for? I love him. It's a. It, they're going to make. Uh, and it was done off Broadway with a uh, someone we know here in Connecticut named Kelly O'Hara. Uh, they're going to do Days of Wine and Roses, uh, the musical. It's like Ooh. a ninety-minute musical. The movie. Hmm. That's a. That's going to be a quick show. It is. It's. It's. It, he gets her drunk very fast. And so turns no her into an alcoholic really fast. Through all ninety minutes, all through ninety minutes. Yeah, so she's she's what, like, yeah, right? he, yeah, he's the he's the drinker and she's not. And then by the end of the show, she's worse than he is. So yeah. Hey everyone, it's Jay and Brittany and Tim, and we're excited to let you know about an exciting new trivia project. We have assembled 48 amazing trivia writers from around the world to contribute to the first ever Trivia Advent Calendar. It's a trivia adventure. Are you proud of yourself, Shaw? Extremely. Every day from December 1st to December 24th, players will unlock a pair of online quizzes on a variety of topics. There will be 10 questions per quiz, each generously contributed by a different writer. Wow, I just did the math in my head, and that's nearly 500 trivia questions across the month of December. That's a lot. And speaking of math, this is a project for charity with 50% of all proceeds directly benefiting World Central Kitchen, Covenant House, and Child's Play. The suggested price for this calendar is $25, but we decided to incorporate a pay-what-you-want model, so give as you're able. And yes, this does make a great gift for the trivia lover in your life. So head on over to coffee.com slash trivia advent to register today. That's ko-fi.com slash trivia advent. Thanks for listening and happy Happy holidays. holidays. All right, your scores coming out of hot seat round two. Scott has got a 41 to 34 lead. Here is how your wager round is going to go. You're going to wager your points in any way, shape, or form that you want. 
based on three categories. Mm-hmm. You can wager none of your points. You can wager all your points, and you can break them up in almost any way that you want. The caveats being you must make whole number wagers, and you cannot wager negative points. I don't know why I have to tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. wager negative three. Your three categories are going to be 70s music debuts. Mm-hmm. The intersection of beer and world history. And I will tell you, that means that there's two ways to get there. It doesn't mean it's actually where beer and world history intersect. There's two ways to get to the answer. Question number three, question number three is going to be the category of literature. Again, 70s music debut, the intersection of beer and world history and literature. All right. Wagers are locked in. We are going to go question by question through this. Question number one, your category was 70s music debut. It's that what about about a band I'm going to punch in the head. (laughs) (laughs) The first hit song by the band The Police is not only inspired by prostitution, it also features a very strange mistake. In the song, you can hear Sting let out a laugh. That happened because during the recording, he actually sat on open piano keys. In what song did this happen in? I'll lock in. in. Both of our contestants have locked in. We're moving on to question number two. The category was the intersection of beer and world history. What beer, a double IPA from the Russian River Brewing Company, is named for a Roman philosopher, author, and military commander who allegedly is the first person to mention hops in their writings. Sadly, this person would die while trying to save a friend during the eruption of Mount Vesuvius. Mm. Could you please repeat that question? Of course. What beer, a double IPA from Russian River Brewing Company, is named for a Roman philosopher, author, and military commander who allegedly is the first person to mention hops in their writings. Sadly, he would die while trying to save a friend during the eruption of Mount Vesuvius. Lock in when you're ready. I will also lock in. Okay, two dejected locks in there. We're moving on (laughs) to question number three. Your category is in literature. Here is your literature question. The list of the top 10 best-selling books of 2022 was dominated by Colleen Hoover, who had six of the top 10, including It Ends With Us, It Starts With Us, and Ugly Love at numbers 1, 3, and 5, respectively. Name one of the other four authors who had a book in the top 10 bestseller list for 2022. I'll lock in. I'll lock in, yeah. All right. We are going to go question by question through this. I will ask you for your answers and your wagers, starting with question number one. Category was 70s music debuts. The first hit song by the band The Police is not only inspired by prostitutes, it also features a strange mistake. In the song, you can hear Sting let out a laugh because during the recording, he sat on a set of open piano keys. In what song did this happen? Scott, your answer and your wager. Roxanne! 
is my answer. I hope it's right. And I wager 20. Brittany, your answer and your wager. So um, music trivia is one of my worst categories. I do like 70s music. So I thought about wagering points on this one and decided not to. I said zero. Unfortunately, I locked in Roxanne on based on prostitution. So <laughs> so did I. I the word prostitution. You, you, the rest of the question was a blur to me. Yeah. And watch it not be Roxanne. That would be awful. Roxanne is. It won't be awful for me, but. Oh, that would, yeah. <laughs> Roxanne. That's picking up 20. Brittany's picking up zero. It's 61 to 34. As we move on to question number two, the category was the intersection of beer and world history. Which, by the way, I have been holding on to this trivia question for no joke for your whole life. <laughs> six months has been sitting in my bank, and I'm like, tonight's night I'm going to bust it out. So we'll see if anyone gets it. What beer, a double IPA from the Russian River Brewing Company, is named for a Roman philosopher, author, and military commander who allegedly is the first person to mention hops in their writings? Sadly, he would die while trying to save a friend during the eruption of Mount Vesuvius. Scott, your answer and your wager. Oh, I go first again? Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I Well, I'm a big Mount Vesuvius um, aficionado. I've been fascinated since I was a child. I've The whole thing of it, Herculaneum and all oh, this is amazing. And I believe that the philosopher who was killed his... Now, I don't know if this is the name of the beer, but this is the name of the philosopher. I know nothing about beer. Uh, I believe the philosopher that was killed was Pliny the Elder. I don't know if the whole thing is the beer, but I'm going to say Pliny the Elder, whatever that means. What was your wager? Zero. Because <laughs> you got yeah, I had beer. I was like, well, I have no idea. Brittany, your answer and your wager. Well, I'm not sure if it's a beer name, but I remembered a connection between Vesuvius and Pliny the Elder. And I wagered more than Scott, one whole point. <gasps> Pliny the Elder is correct. <laughs> I was willing um, to risk it. <laughs> if you read, the, it's actually really sad. Like they got up to the, they were getting up to where his yes. was. And I only know it because of the story of him, because it's a fascinating story. Yeah. The gas got to him and he asphyxiated right there on the beach. And I believe the friend got on the boat, right? He, he I, I or, believe the friend I believe survived. Pliny died and the friend survived. I believe, I believe that's right. Oh, so, yeah. So, and they found him literally on the, literally shore of by the water. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Question number three your category was in literature. Just so you know, Scott is currently sitting on a 61 to 35 lead. It all comes down to this question. Cool. The list of the top 10 selling best-selling books of 2022 was dominated by Colleen Hoover, who had six of the top 10, including It Ends With Us, It Starts With Us, and Ugly Love at the numbers 1, 3, and 5, respectively. Name one of the other four authors who had a book on the top 10 bestseller list for 2022. Brittany, what was your answer and your wager? So I hope this is 2022 and not 2021, but I remember where Crawdad Singh was huge for a while. So I put Delia Owens and I wagered 16. All right, Scott, your answer and your wager. As a librarian, I can confirm that where the Crawdad Singh was that same year 
And also, so um, we'll get to that in a second, but it just so happens that another book on this list happens to be the next book that's being read at for the book discussion at my library, uh, which is uh, a book by Taylor Jenkins Reid, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. So that's one, but Delia Owens also should be on this list. I believe um, they're all on the same list with Colleen Hoover. Which which one is your answer, though? Uh, well, <laughs> how about both? Delia Owens. You're both going with Delia Owens. Yeah. And what was your wager? Uh, I wagered 21 on that. Mm-hmm. So the top 10 list did feature four people. Uh, it had Jeff Kenny with a book that I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but I believe it's Diaper Overload. Uh, it did feature James Clear with his book Atomic Habits. Oh, that I didn't know. Taylor Jenkins Reid with The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yep. And Delia Owens with Where the Caught <laughs> Ass Sing. The only other person to crack the top five, the other four were literally all Colleen Hoover books. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So with that, Scott, you are going to pick up an 82 to 51 win tonight. Nicely done, my friend. Oh, well done. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Wow. <laughs> Well, Brittany, uh, had to match up nicely done, you two. And I have to say, though, a literature question at the end that was probably slightly unfair, Brittany. <laughs> that was my. I mean, I got it right. You know, you absolutely <laughs> did, which was wonderful. Yeah, yeah you got it right. But that was I, my second I mean, year as a library director, and I was buying books, and they were all Colleen Hoover books, except for Where the Crawdads Sing. <laughs> I am almost positive way that Where the Crawdads Sing came out before that. I thought that was pre-COVID. It did. It, it, it came did, out, but it, it did, tracked the. But it, but it, but it, yeah. it, it, it was one when of those. It was like out. a sleeper, and it then it did big, and then the movie came out, and then it did big again. It was mm-hmm. a funny book that did that. Okay, well, it came out in 2018, but uh, Scott, you're going to pick up the win tonight, my friend. Congratulations! Thank you. No, I'm 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 happy, well very excited, and uh, Brittany, what a wonderful night that was. Really fun to yeah. Challenge. I really wish I had picked to go first in the second half, because <laughs> so, I knew all but. One, maybe two. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if I would have pulled Cornell. I was like, because I, I kept thinking of Columbia, but I was like, that's no. in New York City. Which one's in Ithaca? You know what's um, really, and we've all done this in our lives. Like you said, you pull a, whatever you call it on the, but you know, mm-hmm. I know it's Cornell. I know someone who went to Cornell mm-hmm. in Ithaca. <laughs> I say yeah. mythical Ithaca all the time. And so when those things don't come into your head, it is the same thing that people do say. And, and Brittany, you probably experienced, you know, on Jeopardy, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I famously, if you go back, there is a tape of it. I, they were asked me a very simple question of, of um, the answer was the movie, the piano. And for mm-hmm. some reason I rang in and said the pianist. <laughs> And, and I, I totally knew it was yeah. the piano because I knew that Holly Hunter wasn't in the pianist. And so, but my mind wouldn't click mm-hmm. to the right thing in my head. I, I mean, never you know said wrong. anything wrong on I know it's ever. the Empire Strikes Back. I just watched the darn thing the other day. <laughs> hey, I knew it was Psycho. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, what did uh, so that's what it is? What and you said the no. shining is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought we put it to bed after episode two fifty. Well, okay. he brought it back up because I did a similar thing. You were the only one who has the right to wake it back up, Chris. So <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I you know, I think we, uh, you know just to end this thing. I, I think all of us who do trivia have had these moments where we mm-hmm. absolutely have known this answer since we were five, and then you, example, you, ask it, you say a totally different thing. Did you know? That Billy Mays was not on Home Improvement. Oh my God! Because <laughs> hold on, I didn't. <laughs> Billy Mays on Home Improvement. You thought he was Wilson and not Al Borland. 
<laughs> no, I thought. Well, no, I actually thought Wilson and Al Borland were the same character. That's that's the problem. It's I thought the guy who helped him on the show was also his next door neighbor. Never. And that's why it was so funny. Like, I didn't watch that many episodes of Home I Improvement. I didn't watch it at all. But in my <laughs> head, that was always Billy Mays. <laughs> and they were the same person. Like, that was the, that was it, one character played by Billy Mays. God, to your credit, they look a lot alike. And yeah, yeah. Alike. Richard Karn and Billy Mays definitely do. Um, but hey, before, yeah. before we take off for the night, I want to give everyone a chance to go ahead and kind of talk about whatever they want to plug. Scott, I know you got some some charities and things that are close to your heart. So go ahead and uh, tell our listeners what you would like them to support. Oh, sure. Well, as people know, uh, I'm a librarian. So I always say this on this, you know, support your local library. Uh, now more than ever, it's really important. They, they're a place for free for everyone uh, to find knowledge and, and Delia Owens books and Colleen Hoover books and uh, and all sorts of things. Um, and it's they also have, you know, places where you can use the computer. People find jobs every day in my library. It's really quite exciting to see that and have resume review and all that kind of stuff. So libraries have a amazing, amazing functions in our community. And so I, I you know, just really thrilled to plug libraries. I, I think I mentioned this last time you were on, but it's something that's always kind of stuck with me. I read this online years and years and years ago, but as we advance as a society, libraries are one of the few places in this world that you can actually exist without the expectation of spending money. That's correct. You, you, you can be there all day. There's no, there's no one's making you do anything in the library. Yeah. You have to follow the rules of the library, but you know, you can't just go nuts in there, but you can, uh, you absolutely can, um, you can spend your day in the library. And now I've got to go back and pay off some library fines. So thanks for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of libraries, quite honestly, uh, this is a big uh, movement, are going fine free. Uh, it was part of a movement to stop the barrier from people feeling that, you know, quite frankly, there are communities where, you know, if you owe a $3 fine, you may be afraid to go to the library. And if it's a choice between paying a library fine and maybe eating that day, um, I want the person to eat that day and not be afraid to come to my library. So it's really important that uh, those, fine, you know, a lot of libraries are still dealing with what we do this or not and uh it's still a, an issue but um i it's I, kind of an amazing thing to remove so that barrier the library is fine free so. yeah very good yeah and obviously if you lose a book or destroy a book that mm -hmm. you, you still pay for that but to have that nickel fine that dime fine that that wasn't that wasn't really making people bring back the 26 dollar colleen hoover book oh i think my <laughs> it just wasn't my, my my overdue books are from like 1993 so yeah well we're coming to get you i'm on the, i'm I actually in the library police yeah. and i'll be at your house tomorrow <laughs> uh, with my with my uh Abbott costello cup i mean i'm coming to i'm coming to connecticut next year anyway you can just wait you for me are that's right i hope we do meet up and have lunch that would be phenomenal that would be awesome uh Brittany, go ahead and uh, tell listeners about your not your i guess our your show but like you know your network our, <laughs> my network our network our network comrade oh this one's about frenemy <laughs> trivia for those that don't know already uh sure i am the co-host of frenemy trivia the show where friends quickly become enemies i host it with the always tank topped tim dipple and he is uh as much crap as i love to give him he's a fantastic co-host and uh is one of the key reasons the show runs as smoothly as it does um, but we are, depending on when this airs, we have either just wrapped up or are wrapping up our first season with a tournament of frenemies. Uh, so we took our 16 champions, one of which was Scott and they faced off in a head to head to head to head to head to head time 16 tournament. Um, and it's been 
a lot of fun having people back who have played before and have willingly come back for our silly little reindeer games. Um, and it's it's been a great experience. It wasn't, I didn't know what to expect when um, I was asked if I wanted to join this project. <laughs> and I regret none of it. So um, not the Canadian territory, the uh, I, the experience. I don't regret any of it you know <laughs> so the scarier thing to me is like you you obviously at some point have listened to our show and you said yes i want to be a part of that and i don't know why you did that but i'm grateful that you did yeah uh tim reached out and he had really kind of sold me on it just as the concept and i was like yeah i, I think my one condition was like well i want to be on as a player first so <laughs> um i told him i was going to be on as a player and then we could have me on as a co-host and well, see can i goes. say something Brittany? as a as a player who's been on twice there uh you're wonderful you and tim both you make it so i i i said to tim i think i emailed you you make it so comfortable so relaxed for us uh, that we can really shine and that's that's really what you want to do on something like this chris does this as well that's why i love being on the these shows with chris and you you and tim just made us all feel so comfortable and i just want you to know that how how i just think you did a wonderful job with those with well, thank you so much yeah. if we can get that show to a hundred thousand downloads i might try and get tim to do an entire show topless <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> I, I'm not. You can... his, his, his his one gay fan. He's all he's already. <laughs> he's got more than one. So, <laughs> well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you enjoy the antics that we bring you here on the Pub Trivia Experience and Frenemy Trivia, I've got good news for you. Um, the show Pub Trivia Experience has kind of expanded and ballooned over the last couple of years to bring on boozy bracketology, Frenemy Trivia. And we've actually formed our own network, the PTE Network. And that network is going to be expanding the shows that it brings you on a regular basis. The newest show that we have launching, it should have actually already launched by the time this episode airs, is a show called Verboten. It's hosted by the hardest working woman in trivia, Jay Borsum. I have listened to the first two episodes, y'all. This show is hella fun. It is such a good time. It is a combination trivia and game show it is a lot of fun and jay as always is magnanimous and glorious all at the same time while keeping her sharp razor sharp sense of humor uh verboten will be out in november uh if you want to be on that show if that's something you're interested in uh you can go on to the ptebb.com and there's an appearance request button you can put on there uh and here's a vocal request. I want to be on this show. Everyone hears that. I, no, I'm I'm going right to that form right now. No, that's that sounds like amazing fun. It is. I'm, time. I'm I, on I, episode one, and I can only highly recommend it as a very fun show to be on and a very fun hostess. Is it wordplay too? It's also like it's a word game. Yeah, it's a word game. Yeah, great. No, I can't it's wait. A lot, it's a lot. Of, the weird thing is, like, it, it's, it's it's a lot of fun to play. But like the two episodes I listened to, I legit listened to on my car ride to work, and that trip went like that. Wow! Yeah, in downtown Tampa traffic, and I, I didn't even realize how fast it was going. So Jay has put on has put on an awesome show. Uh, she is very proud of it. We are pr very proud to be partnering with her to get this out there. It's great fun. Uh, you've heard enough from me. PTEBB.com is your home for all of our bonus content, our Patreon, all of our socials, our Discord server, the whole nine. But for the pub trivia experience, I have been Chris. I have been Scott. And I've been Brittany. We will see you next week. Until then, have a good one.